In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Yes, Today I thought I'd share with you some advice that I received from my mother growing up. She would have this advice that she would always remind me of to help me along the way. Um, one of the things that she would say to me was that you are a uh, reflection and a representative of our family at all times. How, she would say, how you behave in public reflects on your father and me. Did anybody ever hear that growing up? And I would always come back and say, no, how I behave in public reflects on me. And I never really understood what she was saying until I was older. But the fact of the matter is that when we when we are out in the world, we are always carrying with us layers of representations, right? We are always, because of who we are, because of our name, we are always representing our family. We are always representing our church. We're always representing our faith. We are always representing Christians everywhere. Everywhere. Um, if somebody says, where do you go to church? You say, I go to St. Herman's. You're representing all of us, and somebody's impression of this parish will depend directly on that interaction with you. So, what does that have to do with today's Gospel reading? Well, today's Gospel reading um, comes from Luke chapter 6, this is uh, the Sermon on the Mount, or as Luke calls it, the Sermon on the Plain. And um, our Lord says, He calls us sons of the Most High. He says, if you love your enemies, you do good, you lend expecting nothing in return, your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. And you need to be merciful even as your Father is merciful. So, if our Father is merciful to us and we claim that God is our Father, as we pray, our Father who art in heaven, if we want God to be our Father, we need to behave the way that He expects His children to behave. And we need to remember that we are always representing the family name. Family name of Christian. So we should be merciful. We should be merciful. We should be loving. We should be kind. We should be merciful to those who are not even merciful to us. But we should always start with kindness. We should always start with kindness. Like, have you ever... Have you ever had a situation like maybe you were traveling, you're at the airport, uh, and something happens and you're really upset because now everything's thrown off and it's not your fault and somebody's going to, you know, suffer the consequences of this. They're going to, to make sure that they take care of you, right? If anybody's ever worked in customer service, you know that when somebody shows up to talk to you and they're angry, you're less likely to want to help them. But when somebody shows up, either on the phone or in your face, and says, hey, there's a problem, and I really need your help, Joe, 
right? I really need your help, Susie. They are much more likely to help you if you are kind to them, even if you are suffering some sort of hardship. We should always start with kindness and we should always try to be merciful and give people the benefit of the doubt. If we do this, we will be accurately representing our Father, God, who is in heaven, who is merciful to everyone who asks of it. Another thing my mom used to remind me Another thing she used to remind me was that um, if you wanted to receive mail, back when I was a kid we didn't have email, and I would always look forward to receiving mail, like through the mailbox, that was like a really big deal, right? Do you guys, a lot of you remember that? Um, <laughs> uh, and. I, I would sometimes bemoan the fact that I wouldn't get letters, but my mom was always getting letters. Well, my mom was always sending cards and letters. And she'd say, if you want to receive mail, you have to send mail. Like, okay, well, I was just too lazy to do it anyway. But, but, that principle applies when it comes to love. Our Lord says, as you wish that men would do to you, so do so to them. That's like a minimum standard of being human, right? The golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. That's like a minimum standard of being human, right? But, but, to love those who do not love you, this is the Christian standard. This is the Christian standard, and this is the proactive nature of love. Love is a virtue, and love is a proactive virtue. As Christians, we don't wait for somebody to love us first to love other people. No, we love first, proactively. We send out the love to others simply because God loved us first. We send out the love to others so that they can experience the love of God that we've experienced. So that eventually that love will come full circle to us. But we express our love actively and proactively, just like you have to send mail to receive mail. Just how if you want to hear, you want to know, why hasn't my friend texted me in a while? Pick up your phone and send them a text. Send it out first, and then you'll get a response. The same is true for love. Do something loving and kind for someone else, and they will be far more inclined to be charitable back. But when we sit on our haunches, and when we expect other people to do this or that for us, or be kind to us in this way or that way, but we are not kind first, then what happens is we tend to create enemies in our heads. And sometimes people think unkindly of us, and deservedly so. But my mom used to say, a third thing she used to say is, there's nothing stopping you from being nice to people who are not nice to you. There's nothing stopping you from being nice to the people who are not nice to you. Our Lord says, our Lord says, 
Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Now, there are probably people in your life that you do not like, and there are probably people in your life who have hurt you. But if you think about that really carefully, there's a really good chance that you might think about them a lot more than they think about you. Oftentimes, those whom we consider to be our enemies are not really our enemies. We, as Christians, we have to overcome the hurt that people cause us. We have to forgive. We have to forgive. This is part of being merciful. And we have to realize that oftentimes people hurt us without the intention of hurting us. But it's our pride and our selfishness and our resentment that creates an enemy out of that relationship. In the uh, St. Tikhon's prayer book, the brown, leather-bound prayer book that Father Sergius brought back in April, um, in the prayers before communion, there's a prayer in there that is perfect for a prayer before communion, but it actually doesn't mention anything about the Lord's body and blood, and it works as a prayer at all times for those with whom you are struggling to love. And this prayer is really short. I'll read it. It says, Grant mercy, O Lord, to them that hate me, or oppose me, or wrong me, or slander me, so that none of them may suffer any evil in any way, whether in the present age or in the age to come, on account of me, an unclean sinner. Cleanse them instead by thy mercy, and protect them, O good one, by thy grace. That's it. It's the whole prayer. Uh, it's on page 156 for those who have that prayer book. It's a very beautiful prayer that can turn us from being opposed to somebody to having compassion on them and loving them. If we can't pray for somebody whom we're struggling to have a relationship with, then that relationship will never get better. St. Nikolai of Zicha says, we have to be a friend to all people in our heart and our thoughts and in our prayers. We have to be a friend to all people. We have to be merciful. We have to be loving even to our enemies. We have to be kind. And we have to go the extra mile. Our Lord doesn't say it in this gospel passage directly um, that we just heard today. But he says in the Sermon on the Mount, if someone compels you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Right? This is a way that, like, this is almost a perfect summary of the Christian life, of how we should behave. Somebody asks you for a dollar, you should give them two. Right? Somebody asks you for your help, you should help them with more than what they want. Um, and there's a little context to this, to what Jesus was saying that I want to share with you. Um, in the days of Jesus, the law of the land was that any Roman soldier could stop a Jew at any hour of the day or night and force that Jew to carry the soldier's pack for a distance of one mile. Oh, this makes a lot more sense now, doesn't it? It didn't matter. If you were a Jew, 
The soldiers are marching by. They could say, you, you come carry my stuff for a mile. Let's go. I don't care what you're doing. And you had to do it. And Jesus is saying, if you are compelled to carry, to, to go one mile with somebody, go two. In other words, he's saying, don't be bullied by your enemy, but take the initiative and help them and love them instead, and then you, not he, will be in control of the situation. So, that concept kind of summarizes everything. That's what my mom was trying to say. There's nothing stopping you from being nice to those who are not nice to you. And every once in a while, when we show our Christian love to other people, when we show kindness to those who are broken, and remember, if you're human, you're probably broken in some way. We are all recovering humans. But when you show that Christian love, that selfless, self-emptying love that Christ showed to us on the cross, when you show that to somebody else, Every once in a while, the concrete of their heart softens. And there's just enough room for seeds of kindness to be planted. But it has to start with us. We have to pray and soften our hearts. We have to pray for our enemies. We have to be kind to everybody. We have to love our enemies. And we have to even... We have to even be merciful to everybody around us. In the early days of the church, those who were not Christian would say about the Christians, see how they love each other. See how they love each other. The question is, does anybody say that about us anymore? Brothers and sisters, our Lord is calling us not to be average, not to be just like everybody else. He's calling us to be way above average. He's calling us to be exceptional. He's calling us to a level of love and virtue that He displayed for us. He's not calling us to something that's impossible because that's not fair but something that is difficult, but only possible with the help of God. If we can show Christian love and virtue the way that God calls us to, then we will truly be sons and daughters of the Most High. And we will truly have the right to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Forgive us our trespasses. My prayer and my hope is that God will give us the strength to love each other, not just here in this parish, not just in our families, not just in our circle of friends, but to love everyone that we encounter with the love that Christ has shown to us. That God will give us the strength to be merciful to everyone, even as He was merciful to us. And that God will give us the wisdom and the prudence to soften our hearts so that every once in a while 
every once in a while, we can take some of the harshness that out of the world that is so prevalent everywhere. Everyone is having a hard time. Give them the benefit of the doubt. But remember what my mom says. You do represent and reflect your family, your Christian family. Nothing is stopping you from being nice to those who are not nice to you. Right? And in order to receive love, you must send love. May God grant this to us, and may He recognize His own love and His own grace within us when we come face to face with Him at the last judgment. To Christ our God, the Savior of our souls, be glory, honor, and worship, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Yes.